This is Dirt Road Less Traveled, where we talk about life with a capital L and take on the big questions such as who am I really and why are we even here? I believe we're here to express the hell out of our true selves, freely and unapologetically. So this is the show where we talk about how to do just that. I'm Maya Wild. Welcome to Dirt Road Less Traveled. Hey guys, welcome back to Dirt Road Less Traveled. This is episode 53, I think. Oh God, every time I go to record these little like intros or fill-ins or explanations or apologies, I'm like, wait, what episode am I recording? Man, I have just never been strong on the admin aspect of things. That has not changed. And that's what's interesting about listening to the episode that you're going to hear today. What you're going to hear today was my original radio show called The Moment. This predates Dirt Road Less Traveled by about a year, and this is from June 29th, 2018, so over four years ago. And listening to it, it was the first time that I've ever heard this episode. I never had the nerve to go back and listen to it. Listening to it was really interesting. For one thing, I've been talking about the same shit for years, man. (laughs) I guess this is what's really important to me. How do you live in the moment? How do you uncover your true self? There are tools to do that. Let's guide ourselves deep into this. How can you heal? Like, so your heart got broken. So you declare bankruptcy. So you're drunk all the time. There's a reason for it. Get into the moment. Get to know yourself. Fix it. Heal it. Right? All of those were examples about me (laughs) that I share very openly and repeatedly in this episode. So that was really interesting. The other thing that it reminded me of, and the reason why I had not wanted to go back and listen to this episode, is because it was my first. And I was so scared to go live on the radio. I simultaneously felt like I'm meant to be a radio show host. Like I felt called, like I want to go on the radio. And I was also terrified. That's the interesting thing about developing confidence, right? It's like, it really is so so cliche what I'm about to say, but this idea of feel the fear and do it anyway, right? It's like, no, 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 no. I was feeling the fear, sweating and doing it anyway. And you can hear it, like, listen in and see. See if you've been listening to this episode or if this is your first episode, wow, welcome. You really are joining me for the very first, <laughs> you know? Um, but It'll be interesting then if this is your first episode listening to Dirt Road Less Traveled to hear this and then hop into any other episode and see how my voice has changed. I almost wanted to say how my voice has matured. And I don't know if that's quite the right word for it. My voice has relaxed. It's settled. um, I'm lighter. I'm laughing more easily. And another interesting thing about this very first radio show that I ever did four and a half years ago, not quite and a half, but you know, a few months ago, four years and a few months ago, is that I scripted this entire thing out. I was dog sitting for a friend of mine in her big house out in the country uh, right after I had booked my first radio show a couple of weeks. I think it was two weeks out. How long? I think it was two weeks out and I procrastinated everything. I love deadlines. I was talking to a client about this tonight. She's like, oh my God, I love the admin. I love filling in paperwork. And she's like, whenever they gave me a creative assignment in high school, like I would just stress out. I didn't want to do it. And I was like, oh, I did my homework once in high school. I hated the fill in the blank busy work, right? So we had a very interesting conversation about how we need both. You need the infrastructure, the container, and you also need the flow, the movement, the creativity, right? But this was one experience where I did not procrastinate. I was dog sitting at this house out in the country and I decided to 
flesh out the first radio show that I was going to do. It was an hour-long show with music and commercial breaks. So this show is, I think, about 35 minutes, actually, now that I've edited out the music. But um, I'm like, I do not want to go in there cold. And so I got up out of bed and I took the dogs. There was a nice lake across the dirt road, actually. this is I was up a dirt road before Dirt Road Less Traveled was even... Uh, you know, even an idea. And I took the dogs for a big 2 a.m. walk across the, around the lake, across the road around the lake. And um, I was like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Um, and Mike had helped me name the show The Moment because he knows what I like to talk about. Obviously, he hears me way more than he has need to. Or maybe he really needs it. And that's why he's in a relationship with me. I think that's right. So, uh, I just thought about it on this walk with the dogs. We got back in bed and I just wrote it out. I scripted it all out and I read the first episode that you are currently about to listen to. I read, or I guess it would have been a show. I read the very first show. I just read it. And I remember one of the producers at the radio station stopped by the studio when I was on a music break and he was like, wow, it sounds like you actually like gave some thought to what you were going to say. And I shared this in a previous episode, this this portion of the story, I think it was um, to start the damn project. Again, I have no idea which episode that was. Oh, wait, my internet is on. I can check that out for you um, and actually let you know what that is right now. Let me go to my little Buzzsprout account and look at my episodes. Just start the damn project was episode... 39. Season 2, episode 39. I think I tell this story there and just start the damn project. And it's a great episode to listen to if you've got stuff in your life that you're dreaming of doing or feeling pulled to do and you're just not doing it. (laughs) Just start the damn project. And that's what a deadline is really good for, right? So I had decided to do this show. I was about two weeks out from it, but I was scared. So I scripted the whole thing, go in, I'm running the whole show. And this guy says, it seems like you actually gave some thought to what you were going to talk about before you got in front of the microphone. I'm like, this is my very first time doing this. And he said, no, it's great. He had been producing radio shows nationally for decades. And he said, you hear a lot of people get in front of the mic and they just haven't thought about what they're going to talk about at all. And it shows and it's not cool. Uh, But he said, this is very refreshing that you gave some thought to what you were going to say. And I looked at him and I said, oh, it's all scripted. I'm reading. And he (laughs) looked, I don't know, startled. (laughs) Like He couldn't tell that I was reading. And that was really a big coup for me because I knew that if I scripted it, I didn't want to sound like I was reading, but I was too scared to not have a script. And slowly as I started to develop my my nerve, (laughs) I guess you could say, I would write out less and less of the show to the point where I would have a list of the songs I wanted to play and, you know, the album they came from in the year they came out and maybe a few phrases or like stories that I wanted to tell written out in sort of outline form. Not even the story. Like I would be like, share story of client so-and-so and the such-and-such, that kind of a thing. Or it might just be mood-enhancing supplements or some kind of a phrase like that. And then I would just speak. I would have that in front of me at the radio station and then just speak from there. And then when Dirt Road Less Traveled, the radio show came out a year after the moment. It was a two-hour show. And so I got to the point where I wanted to just come in and see if I could actually talk. I could fill, if I could fill the airwaves, 
not just talking, playing music also, but the two hours is a pretty substantial amount of time. So I wanted to just play with that. So there was that evolution of, of my craft, if you will. <laughs> oh, I amuse myself. No, but really, I don't I was talking to a client tonight too about like, what's the difference? She said, you know, my parents really emphasized humility and being humble. And now she was saying me and my sister are like, well, they did hire me for the job, but I guess there was probably nobody else who applied for it. Like that, And now her parents are sort of like, no, 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 you guys have something to offer. They kind of are like, what happened? Trying to instill humility uh, and, and not arrogance. And instead they've in, they instilled insecurity, right? So we, we were just chatting about this interesting place where we are in our culture where there's not that room for like the soul pride of like, man, I did a good job or I have a gift or I, you know, I did good there uh, without us assuming it's arrogant. So we were just, it was an interesting conversation to be having and it's difficult. Like we are playing around with it. So I, I was suggesting she experiment with humor as I am doing right now, not as a, uh, not as a coping mechanism, <laughs> but as a way to like, just see if she could start to share her successes with the people around her in a way that was either playful or light um, and not arrogant, but also not self-demeaning. Can you say that? I don't know. So I don't know. I just talked a whole bunch and I feel like that was a lead up to a thought that I didn't finish. It's cool. You guys know me or you know me now. Um, so listen to this and see, it was really cool for me to see. Oh, I think I know what I want to say. So it was cool for me to see like, uh, that there, these are themes that have just always interested in me and that's why they're part of my life's work, right? And I'm really proud of myself that I was bold enough to do a radio show, even though it was really scary and I was really sweaty and nervous. And you can hear it sometimes in this episode. I talk too fast or I, I stumbled. What was fun about the editing? I was like, I can, I stumbled at one point and I caught myself and I was, I made, I made light of it. It was no big deal. But I'm like, it's my podcast now. I can edit it out. <laughs> I know how to edit now. Right. Um, but there's something about letting yourself just get started that, you know, we always want to feel confident and then we'll do the thing, but it's like, no, you get the confidence from doing the thing that you don't have confidence to do. And you start to find your voice that way through speaking. And it doesn't have to be literal speaking. It could be writing. It could be painting. I've quoted in this show before, and I was just sharing this quote with a friend yesterday that Miles Davis said, sometimes it takes a long time to learn how to play like yourself. I love that so much because we need to give ourselves room to experiment and explore and find our voice, find our way, find our expression, and to be kind of like bad at something, <laughs> you know? And even to feel, I'm, I'm actually proud as I'm talking right now about it, like that I'm a little, it was a little embarrassing to not be good at the thing right away. And it was, took me four years to listen to this episode and I'm putting it out as a podcast because I think it has good content. I do some walking you through some very brief ways to connect to yourself, which we all need. We need those exercises to tune in, right? And I'm also sharing it because I really want you to get that the thing that you want to do, you can do. And you can do it kind of badly or weakly or we weekly, like in a weak way, like maybe an anemic sort of a way. And that's cool. That is really okay. And this is our way of accessing our inner rebel here, people, because our society will shame you for making mistakes. But people who really want to live at that creative edge of life know that mistakes and failure, failure, <laughs> 
perfect, perfect moment. Mistakes and failures are funny, first of all, and they're how you get somewhere new, and therefore a failure is a win. And um, oh, one last thing I want to say here is that I talk a lot about being in the moment. I've been speaking to a client lately who just had surgery, and she's really been focusing on She's like, I have to be aware every single moment. I can't lose track of how I'm walking across the room because I can't, I would hurt myself. And I have, I have fallen a lot recently. And tonight I actually just had a kitchen accident that's really, really bothered me that this happened. And I thought it's because I wasn't in the moment. And some of the reasons why, so being in the moment is really practical, right? That's the big theme of my old radio show, The Moment, and this was the debut episode, so I talk a lot about it. But it really, tonight, I thought I had shut the stove off. So I was steaming some kale in a saute pan, and then I was going to add the chicken and then mix it all with rice. So I put the kale in with the water. It was mostly steamed. So I shut the electric burner off and put a lid on it. So it would finish steaming while I went upstairs to take a call. And while I'm upstairs, I'm smelling a hint of smoke. I was like, no, I must be imagining it. And then I thought, I'm probably not imagining it. And I went downstairs on the call. I was on the phone with a client and I put the phone on mute and I had to run outside the back door around the building in the dark and into the kitchen and uh which was filled with smoke and I yanked I had instead of turning it off (laughs) I had turned it on to high (laughs) so for like 30 minutes my kale in this teeny sprinkle of water had been the whole the burner was red and when I pulled the stainless steel frying pan off the stove the bottom fell out onto my hardwood kitchen floor and I rushed out with the rest of the frying pan and the kale and the lid threw that outside on the flagstone patio out there. I thought enough not to put it on the mat, but then I came back in and I had to figure out a way to get the red hot bottom of the stainless steel pan off the wooden floor without burning myself, which I did while staying on the phone with a client who had no clue what was happening. This all happened within 30 seconds. And I um, scooped up this, the bot, the, the thing, whatever. And there's a huge black mark on my kitchen floor, but yet I had to, I, I, I threw some water down on it and then went back to my desk and, and got stayed on the call. And, um, I was so disappointed that that happened, but it was a reminder of what happened. I was tired. I slipped out of the moment. I was trying to get on this call, trying to cook myself dinner. My boyfriend golfed today. I had the dog. Like It's very exhausting to have the dog, and I've had him a lot lately because Mike hasn't been able to take him to work. And I was tired. I had friends over last night. We were up late. And so I, those are the sorts of things that will yank you out of mindfulness and out of the moment. And it's really important that we stay in the moment in present, right, for those reasons. And I, so when I was feeling really like I wanted to blame Mike, that he's left the dog with me and, you know, this whole thing. I, I stopped myself because I was thinking, these are the moments like where it's irreparable. I'll have to, I don't know, can I sand the kitchen floor? Will we have to replace the wood? You'll always see that there's a difference there. I don't know. It just felt very frustrating and upsetting, right? And then I thought, yeah, some people run their own children over by accident, You know, people lose children. There are accidents that are really irreparable. 
And some, for some reason that made me feel better. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? Anyway, guys, stay in the moment. Here are some thoughts about it. This, my, 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 my preamble, is that the right word to this episode is like 50% of the length of the actual episode. Okay. You're welcome. I love you guys. Wait, one more thing that I just remembered at 1121. I want to get this podcast episode out. I promised it yesterday. I'm really, whatever, trying for consistency, blah, blah, blah. I'm figuring all that out. But um, just now I remembered that because I had back-to-back client calls, I didn't meditate. Also because I was tired and a little bit lazy this afternoon. I could have meditated throughout the whole day and I didn't. And I didn't edit the podcast the whole day either. What was I doing what was I? I don't even remember what I was doing. I watched some Rizzolian Isles and some Castle reruns. Is that what I was doing? Anyway, I didn't meditate. And that is why I burned my kitchen floor. Now, yes, I don't want to have the dog this much. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. But meditation finding ways to ground ourselves, like to really settle the brain and the body down we're less like, cause I, I set something on fire in the kitchen a couple of months ago. That was really frustrating to me too. I didn't burn the floor and the pan was salvageable, but we had to open all the doors and windows and go out to eat because it was so smoky in the house and it smelled like smoke for a few days. But that again was a day that I had postponed my meditation and decided to just hang out. Lesson maybe learned. <laughs> I don't know. I'll keep you posted. And you know, one final crazy, amazing thing that I discovered when I was editing out this episode is that, and I'm going to put the playlist in the show notes so you can check out, I think I play five songs when I did this as a radio show, so you can check out what those original songs were, but I went out on the Lauren Elena song, Road Less Traveled, and I do a whole little thing at the end of this episode where I'm talking about there be no road under your feet. Whatever, I'm good. I'm good, you guys. You want to stick th- stick through? Listen to this all the way to the end. But it's like a foreshadowing of dirt road last traveled, and uh, that was pretty cool to see. But you won't see that unless you start. Like, you won't find out what your message is and what you want to be talking about in your life. You won't find out what your calling is, your life's work, none of that, unless you start doing something. So you just have to start taking those first steps and doing something about it. And then you're going to catch yourself unawares and go, oh man, I keep talking about that one thing. Or God, this one thing just kicks me into a state of flow, whatever it is. I don't want to go keep lecturing right now. Oh my God, you guys, it's almost midnight. I got to go to bed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Till next time, stay true to yourself out there. Hello, hello, and welcome to the premiere, the debut episode here on WIOX of The Moment. I'm your host, Maya Wild. We have been hearing a lot in recent years about being in the present moment, about living in the present moment, about being present. But what does that even mean? And what's in it for you? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about here on this show, how to access the moment how to enjoy the moment, and how to use the present moment to make your life a life that you absolutely love. Have you heard about the list an Australian hospice nurse compiled about the top regrets of people who are dying? 
Well, one of the top regrets of people on their deathbed is they wish they'd had the nerve to live a life that was true to them and not up to somebody else's expectations. So how do we not do that? How do we arrive at the end of our lives feeling totally fulfilled and like we went all out with who we really are? And how do you even figure out who the true you really is? And where does the courage to take risks and not just live up to other people's expectations come from? Well, actually, it all comes from living in the present moment, the raw, unfiltered present moment. Oh my God, are you panicking yet? I mean, I don't know about you, but I have been alternately pursuing and avoiding the present moment my whole life. I remember when I was four years old, my best friend, her parents were transcendental meditators, and I had no idea what that meant. So one day, I remember it really clearly. We were standing in the basement of her house here in the Catskill Mountains in central New York, and uh, there was like a bucket of mop water and this scent of ammonia drifting up. And I finally got up the nerve to ask her, what's meditation? She described it to me, basically. And I thought, huh. So the next time I had a free afternoon, home alone. Now, okay, home alone was meaning, you know, I lived in a barn, a converted barn with my mom and dad. And maybe there was a grown up there napping in another room. I don't know. It was the 1970s. All right. So don't judge. But in my memory, I'm home alone. Of course, we had no television. I had nothing to do to entertain myself. And I thought, I want to try to meditate. So I dragged the big cushion off my dad's armchair onto the floor and I sat down on it cross-legged and closed my eyes and I waited for something to happen. All I could think about was my grandma Lulu and Campbell's tomato soup. It was so disappointing. So after a minute, I opened my eyes, got up, dragged the cushion back to the armchair and kind of like slumped off into the rest of my four-year-old day. I had wanted to have an experience, right? And isn't that the promise of the moment, of living in the moment, that you're going to have some kind of a, well, transcendental, maybe even mystical experience? That's what we're going to be taking on in this show, is how to access the present moment and even how to trust in what power might be held in the present moment, even if you can't feel it right then. Because I had that experience as a four-year-old, wanting to... I don't know, connect to something bigger than myself or deeper than myself or do what my best friend and her parents were doing and see what it was all about. But nothing happened, right? And it was so disappointing. But that's how it is, isn't it? You start out open, innocent, ready to explore, totally in the flow. You know, you can connect to everything around you when you're that age, right? And then you start accruing life experience. You feel some pain, you start gathering that emotional baggage, you start inventing a story about who you are. And at a certain point, you have a total plot line about who you are, what life is, what's safe, what's dangerous. And for most of us, what's dangerous is the present moment. But don't take my word for it. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, but be here now at the same time. Be right here now. Feel yourself alive inside your body. Just be fully aware of your existence. Like expand into this present moment. Okay, maybe I'm the only one, but doesn't that feel kind of like you're facing the abyss? Now maybe that excites you and that's good. It means you're leaning more towards pursuing the present moment. And I'm there more frequently these days, but it really hit me that I was practically allergic 
to the present moment about nine years ago. And by allergic, I mean that I would not allow myself to be present. I was basically living on my couch in Jersey City, eating cake, like binge eating cake, popcorn, drinking vodka, and reading every romance novel available at the Jersey City Public Library. I had just been fired from my New York City waitressing job. I had kicked out my drunk busboy boyfriend. I thought I might be about to declare personal bankruptcy. And I just felt like absolutely nobody with absolutely nothing to show for my life, sitting all alone in the middle of nowhere in this apartment with a big pile of food. There was one moment as I was lying there, totally stuffed full and like bursting out of all my black yoga clothes, which were the only things I was wearing at that point because nothing else fit me. I was holding a romance novel up, reading, and this voice in my head said, put the book down. So I slowly lowered the book, looked around my living room, and the terror that came over me, that feeling of facing the abyss, was too much. I just pulled the book back up, started eating again, kept drinking, and this went on. I want you to be clear, this was not a weekend. This was months and months of me being allergic to the present moment. It wasn't like I decided I was going to dig in a little bit deep and see what my next steps were going to be. Absolutely not. I was trying to escape and numb out from the present moment. There was this one night, though, a few months in, where I was walking between the kitchen to head back to the couch in the living room, and there was a little vestibule in my apartment there. I was drunk. I totally admit I was drunk. And I, standing in that hallway, had this sudden urge to call a friend of mine. I don't know why she kept taking my calls. I called her often and I called her drunk and I called her desperate. But that night she took my call and I had no idea that I was even going to ask her this question. But in that moment of slightly drunken lucidity, my friend answered the phone and I said to her, do you really believe that there are people out there who love their lives? And she said, yes, Maya, I do. And that little fragment of hope in that one raw moment is all it took for something inside of me to start to relax, to be willing to be me, to be in my life again. Nothing changed right away, but I was able to say, okay, my life's a mess, but there is a glimmer of hope. Some people love their lives. So that means that I could too. And I wasn't hiding from myself anymore. And that's a big deal. Maybe that's where you are right now, ready to stop hiding some piece of the truth from yourself. So let's get raw for a minute and tune into something you might be avoiding about yourself. Maybe a place of slight darkness or shadow you might not be seeing fully. And let's ride this moment out and see what swims to the surface. Are you looking for an energetic, inspiring, knowledgeable, wisdom and insight generating, mesmerizing speaker for your club, group, team, or mastermind? Those are not my words. Those are snippets of testimonials from people who've attended my talks. If you're looking for a speaker to galvanize your people into action, to break through life's general malaise and the ruts we all get into, and even the fear and anxiety and depression that's running so rampant in the world today, so that your audience actually has the lived transformational experience of connection, a sense of belonging and laughs their ass off at the absurdities of being human book me to speak at your event my most popular talks are driving the dirt road less traveled 
Live a no-regrets life as your wild-free self, which is a talk designed to motivate listeners to stop waiting for their real life to begin and to feel excited to get out of bed in the morning today. Heal old emotional baggage, reclaim your fabulous intuitive self, and uncover your true motivations so you stop falling off the wagon, all while embracing the glorious mystery of being alive so you can finally express the hell out of your true self on this crazy ride we call life. Or you could go for, this is not a rehearsal, a crash course in claiming the life you were meant to live, where participants walk away knowing improvisation techniques for real-life situations, create fewer regrets, and recover fast when you didn't handle it the way you wish you had, quick tricks for discovering your life's purpose and finding your tribe, waste less time on people, places, and things that are not right for you, and that laughter really is the best medicine. No more crying over your life situation, but instead happily embracing the absurd and laughing your way right through this life time and into the next one. Or you can invite me in for a channeled event created exclusively for your people. Book me at mayawild.com or by emailing me directly at hello at mayawild.com where you can request my speaker sheet, media packet, or to reserve your next level self-realization event where the talk is deep but never heavy. That's mayawild.com or email me directly at hello at mayawild.com. When we're down and out, we tend to think that we need to break out of that in some kind of a big way. But if you're really sad or depressed like I was when I was on unemployment and just living on my couch, buried in a pile of novels, binge eating my way through life, if you just tune into that a little more deeply with curiosity and interest, not we're talking not judgment because it's so easy for us, right, to tune in and be like... I'm a loser. I mean, that's how I felt in that moment, right? I didn't want to tune in any more deeply to how I was feeling about my life because it just seemed like it was bad news. And so if we can shift that and look at ourselves objectively almost with curiosity and interest in what's going on, you can move your whole inner world in a new direction because you're not trying to repel what's really going on with you. I mean, don't we spend a lot of time doing that? I know I have spent a lot of time in my life doing that, specifically at that moment in time. Because, you know, we're talking about the moment here today and accessing the present moment and what's available to you when you do that. But there's also moments in your life, right? Seasons or chapters. And of course, it feels like it's never going to end, whether it's a beautiful chapter or a really heavy, difficult chapter. That also is a moment in time, and sometimes we can identify them with sort of a theme, right? And my theme back then, nine years ago, was really one of despair. And if you're not trying to repel what the theme of the moment in your life is, you can, and, and also I want to say this, and you're not trying to also just cheer yourself up relentlessly and shake yourself in kind of a mean, crude way out of it. If you can just curious, with curiosity, pay attention and tune in a little deeper, your despair, if you're willing to stay with it for a moment, can be a portal to hope. I did not realize as I lay there on the couch that I had this soul deep question roiling up inside of me. I just thought I felt terrible and that there was something wrong with me that I'd gotten fired and I wanted to numb myself completely out. But I could not have gotten to that little piece of hope when I called my friend a little drunk that night that started to change everything if I hadn't accessed the truth of that moment. You know, okay, drunk but present, right? And I let my soul ask the question I was terrified to know the answer to. Do you really believe there are people out there who love their lives? I had no idea until that one unguarded moment. I had no idea that I was even wondering about that. And my friend said yes 
thank God, right? I mean, what if she'd said no? Well, I like to think that I might have rebelled against the answer, but she said yes. And that sliver of hope started to get me off the couch to put down the cake and the romance novels. And, you know, I'd promised myself to enjoy the time I had off after getting fired. It was winter, Jersey City, why not feed my inner starving beast until she was full? So I had given myself permission to eat as much cake as I wanted to, but guess what? Your inner beast does not get full on food. But I didn't realize that right away. But as I started to get off the couch, started to get on the train going into Manhattan, and I started to take every single personal development course I could get my hands on, then I started to feel actual, real fulfillment that no amount of cake numbing me out was going to approach. Because once you get inside the truth of the present moment for you, you can pivot it. Or you can start to trigger a different response inside yourself. I started going to the park, running around the track, listening to some uplifting music. And this is one of the songs I listened to a lot back then that started to get me running faster and getting rid of the old paralysis and even feeling some intermittent joy. The last song we listened to again, that was David Gray with The One I Love. And that used to be one of the upbeat songs that started shaking me out of my deep and terrible funk about nine years ago when I was unemployed and declaring personal bankruptcy and binge eating my way through life. But now I hear that song, and it seems like it's a breakup song, but it was really uplifting to me back then. And, you know, sometimes you want to transform the present moment or your inner experience of the present moment. But sometimes the moment actually has a message, a very specific message for you. And sometimes getting still is all it takes to reveal the message of the moment. Because here's what I did not get nine years ago when I was struggling so much. There were a lot of messages for me that I was missing because I kept avoiding the moment. Remember I mentioned my drunk busboy boyfriend whom I'd had to kick out? Yeah, that was a default relationship I went into because I'd gotten broken up with by a man I was madly in love with. And what I didn't realize at the time was that there was a message for me there around heartbreak that I kept missing because I kept refusing to look at it because I believed it was going to be bad news. The bad news, that I was totally unlovable that the reason I got broken up with by this man I loved was because there was something wrong with me. Now, I know I just got deep really fast, but take a moment and see if there's any, we were just, when we were listening to the music before, we were looking at what is happening to you in the present moment, right? So you wanna see if there's maybe a, a gem of buried truth waiting for you there. Now, I avoided it because I believed it was going to be really bad news. It took me the intervening years another bad breakup and a ton of personal development work to understand that I just had this hidden belief and that it wasn't true. And I want to help you here on this show, the moment, head straight to the real truth, which strangely, it's always good news. And again, it might be buried under some lies you've been believing about yourself or about life or about money or other people or love or health and healing and what's possible, but it's there. And sometimes the only way to access it is to turn towards the pain. You know what, let's, let's do that right now. Tune in and see if there's a message waiting for you in the present moment, okay? Obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes when I suggest it. And if you feel yourself 
derailing into a not good place emotionally, I trust you to know when to stop, to pull back, and to take good care of yourself, okay? So with all that said, close your eyes, check in with yourself, and ask, how am I doing? What's this moment made up of for me? Go inside your body, see how you're feeling. Where do you feel it in your body? Notice how you're breathing. You're not trying to change anything right now. You're just trying to get a clear reading on where you're at and to access the now cleanly and purely. Just tune in and notice. Is there something nudging at your consciousness that's trying to get your attention? Make a mental note of it and then open your eyes and maybe wiggle around a little bit to shake off any lingering trance state. Was there a message for you in that moment? Let's hang out there for a bit with a musical accompaniment and explore our inner grit. Hey, it's Maya. I am excited to announce Maya Wild's prescription for a personal revolution. That's a fancy way of saying that I've got some cool new mechanisms for you to get out of your own way in life and start expressing the hell out of your true self. Come over to mayawild.thinkific.com. You can take my free life on fire self-assessment quiz because you need to know where you are to figure out where you're going to go next. You can join my private Facebook group, Wild Women on a Cosmic Mission and a Few Bold Men, where you get to meet and hang out with like-minded people as your real self. And I've also got a guided meditation on lighting your inner fire along with some journal prompts. There's a new masterclass to set your life on fire, the three keys to ignite your life. That's available also at myowild.thinkific.com. You do not have to walk this road of life alone and you definitely do not have to stay stuck. So click the link in the show notes or just go to myowild.thinkific.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe, share it far and wide and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing your experience of the show and I love having you as a listener to this podcast. That was the now defunct Danish band Skywriter with their song Every Grain. And this is Maya Mosek, and you're listening to the debut of a brand new show here on WIOX, The Moment. As you listen to that quietly beautiful song and explored your inner grit, if you're just joining us, we did a little bit of tuning into the present moment and seeing if there was a buried piece of truth, some kind of a message in the moment that wanted to rise up and be known by you. So did any messages come up for anyone? For me, back when I was ignoring and burying my pain from a recent breakup, I thought there would be something terrible revealed to me and about life if I went too deep. Because sometimes the pain has to intensify before it can get you the message, but I did not know that back then. I didn't have the tools when this guy broke up with me to access the true message of the moment. But that simple check-in we did before that last song is an excellent and weirdly powerful tool to get you clarity and even transformation. So let's celebrate that you just took yourself on an inner voyage. And actually, let's celebrate the weather. After a few days of rain that's absolutely spectacularly refreshed my garden, we have a lot of sunshine and uh, at 82 degrees here in the central Catskill region of New York. And in fact, why don't we continue celebrating and listen to a, an even more upbeat song from that same band, Skywriter. Oh, did I mention that the man who broke my heart was a Danish rock musician? Yeah, this was his band. I must be healed from that heartbreak if I can play his music here on the radio, don't you think? Because here's the truth. When you finally dip into the present moment, hear its message and let it have its way with you, it can be incredibly healing. 
was the now defunct Danish band Skyrider again with This Thing Never Sleeps. You're listening to The Moment, a brand new show here on WIOX, and I am your host, Maya Matzek. Did you catch the lyrics of that song? The road follows my eyes beyond what I can see. I walk as I believe. The gold lies at my feet. The dream is next to me, and this thing never sleeps. I always heard that song imagining a lover, because you walk along with me, because this thing will never sleep. I always listen to that song imagining that I would somehow be involved in a love that would take away all of my pain and all of the uncertainty of the moment and of life. But as I hear that song now, I see a deeper poetry in it. And all of the years that I have spent navel-gazing at this point, I was sharing earlier in the show about a time nine years ago when I really hit bottom where I was binge eating and I'd gotten fired from my waitressing job and gone through a couple of really bad breakups right in a row and was de declaring personal bankruptcy and just couldn't get off the couch. And now, after having done all of this like I say, navel-gazing and personal development work, and now I'm a personal liberation and a life coach. And so I've seen a lot of success stories with my clients over the years as well. I see how you could listen to this song and hear those lyrics as this beautiful present moment walks along with you always. Doesn't that feel good? I mean, because then that means that no matter what is happening in your life, no matter whether you have love or you don't have love, you always have this present moment. And again, as I'm listening to those lyrics and he says, I walk as I believe, I see that as incredibly true as well. I, as I said a minute ago, really didn't want to look at the present moment in my life after that big breakup where I was so heartbroken because I was afraid that there would be bad news there, that I would discover that I was completely unlovable and unworthy of love and absolutely nothing good was ever going to happen to me. And so I was believing that and that's how my life was unfolding as I went. And I was preventing myself from having any big breakthrough because I was refusing to pay attention to the moment. So. I want to invite you through this conversation here on the moment to just begin to explore and play with the idea of tuning into the present moment. And I had a client a while ago who was just, she's like, I don't think I can spend an hour in the present moment. And I said, I never asked you to do that. And she had this hidden rule of, well, if I'm going to do it, I have to go all the way in. I said, no, dip your toes in for two seconds, right? If it's uncomfortable, this takes practice. It takes experience. It's an exploration. Again, you just stay curious and open. Doesn't that feel good too, to imagine that you could be curious and open and enjoy an exploration of the moment and that there's maybe some beautiful news instead of something horrible about yourself that's going to be revealed to you. And you know, Clearly my life nine years ago was a train wreck and you might not be on your couch all day overeating and drinking vodka, but maybe you're having a crisis of faith. Maybe you're right now going, I'm halfway through my life and I'm bored. I did a bunch of cool things, but nothing added up to anything. I want more and I don't know what that is. Or maybe you do know what you desire, but something's holding you back. Like my invisible belief that I was unlovable. So I might as well be with a man I didn't love. It doesn't make sense, but that's how we humans operate when we're checked out. But you know, none of that ultimately has to stop you. You have the time to pay attention. You have the resources to go the distance with yourself. I mean, maybe you're keeping yourself busy and out of the moment, 
Maybe you're allocating your energy and your funds to something that takes you out of the moment. But what would happen if you let yourself tune all the way in? What might be revealed to you, possible for you from there? Like my drunk moment in the hallway when my entire existence shifted from mess to the belief that I could actually love my life because there were other people out there who did love their lives. This actually reminds me of one of my most favorite and pretty incredible client stories. I had a client who she was in her early 50s and she had been a binge eater and had seriously disordered eating since she was eight years old. When she was eight years old, her family put her on a diet. Her beautiful Italian-American family put her on a diet, and she would be given a lettuce salad for dinner while everybody else ate what the Italian grandmother had cooked. And then when dessert came, she got sent to her room without dessert while everybody else ate dessert at the table together as a family. Believe me when I tell you this led to some serious emotional eating. She would... Uh, get in her car whenever she felt any anxiety and just didn't want to plug into the present moment. And she would just zip over to the grocery store. And she actually, at one point she said, as she was getting better, she said, you know, I actually notice I do love grocery stores and I just like the feeling of organization in them and shopping. So there was an aspect of soothing herself by getting out of her house and getting out of her moment with herself. And then also buying a huge amount of food which was soothing, and then coming home and eating it and physically numbing herself out. But, of course, she was then also overcome with self-loathing, as we are, right, when we continue to avoid ourselves and refuse to listen in and hear what the inner voice inside of us is saying. And I kept saying to her, again, it sounds so simple, right? It sounds like it can't be that easy. But I kept saying to her, you know, you might want to just sit with this anxiety and tune in a little bit because underneath that pain and that anxiety, there's something else. There's something else there. I don't know what it is. That's an exploration that you have to do yourself. And one night she tried it. And I got a call from her the next day. She said she'd been overcome with panic, anxiety, rage, and she just couldn't even stand being in her house or inside her own body. And she rushed out to the car, grabbed her purse, and was ready to head to the grocery store. And she said she slammed the door of the car, sitting in the driver's seat, was about to put the key in the ignition, and remembered, wait, Maya said, sit with my anxiety. She said it took her about 10 minutes, and the anxiety slowly faded. She got out of the car and just went into her house and had a regular evening. And that was a huge breakthrough for her. And that's what's possible for all of us in the present moment. If you have the tools and if you access it in a way where you stay with it, maybe you dip in, maybe you linger a little bit longer, but you always know that you have the ability to tune into the present moment and start to listen and stay with yourself through the pain. And, you know, I was saying the other day you might be, or I'm sorry, the, a minute ago, that you might be busying yourself or doing something maybe not as drastically similar as my client was where she's spending all of this time and money grocery shopping and then overeating to chill herself out and feel a little bit better. But maybe there's something in your life. Is there a place where you're feeling called to, I don't know, write a book or do something a little bit bigger and more expressive than usual, but you're holding yourself back and you're doing the stuff that is just right in front of you? I heard a quote the other day and I wanted to bring it in to uh, share with you today on the radio. I could not find the source. I saw it on Facebook, so I'm going to butcher this here. But I thought it was really profound. And it was along the lines of, it's better to fail 
at the important things than to be successful at the things that don't matter. I want to say that to you one more time. It's better to fail at the important things than to be successful at the things that don't matter. So take a look at your life and see if there's a place where you're getting this call to express yourself more. Because what did we talk about at the beginning of the show? We began by talking about the top regrets of people who are dying. And then one of the number one, if not the number one regret of people on their deathbed is they wish they'd had the courage to live a life that's true to them and not up to somebody else's expectations. So are you ready? I mean, maybe you're gonna have to break a bunch of old rules that are holding you back and do something that the naysayers in your life are going to think is threatening and totally crazy, but to you, it feels just right. And take a look at those obstacles you're putting in your way. Um, I know for me, back when I was in that horrible mess nine years ago with no money, unemployed, thinking I was gonna have to declare personal bankruptcy, going through a breakup, binge eating, and I felt like, okay, if there are people out there who really love their lives, I wanna find them. And I want to be one of them. I mean, if, if it's possible for other people, then it's possible for me too, right? So I started taking every single personal development course I could take. That takes time. I had that, I was on unemployment. <laughs> you know, that was one of the hidden gifts. I mean, sometimes there's a bizarre gift hidden in one of the things that happens that just sweeps the rug out from under our feet in life, right? So that was a bizarre gift that I could not see at the time, but I had the gift of time, and that is a certain resource. That's a certain kind of wealth to have time. So I had the time, but I didn't have the money, so what did I do? I sublet my apartment in Jersey City, and I came up here to the Catskills and stayed with family for a while, and it was a little bit rough at times, <laughs> right? But what was my bigger goal? It was to feel better, to move my life forward, to be the person who loved her life. That is something that drives me. I know it sounds maybe a little bit morbid or bizarre to talk about how we might feel on our deathbed. And that is not an idea that's original to me. I actually got that from a spiritual teacher of mine I studied with a few years ago. And he called it the deathbed perspective. That when you are looking at what is important in your life and what to focus your energy on, and in fact, when you're scared to do something, when to know to do it anyway, and maybe even look ridiculous and make an utter fool of yourself, you can jump ahead to the end of your life and imagine what would I look back on and wish I had done? Because they say that people don't regret the things that they did. We don't regret the beautiful, glorious mess ups we make, apparently, thankfully. I'm really happy to hear that. But we do regret things that we didn't do that we felt the urge or the desire to do. And in fact, that's what we're going to be talking about here in two weeks on the next episode of The Moment. I'm going to be talking with you about soul desires and how you can trust them to lead you to your fullest, rightest life and not let anything hold you back. out on an anthem because, you know, I was saying a minute ago that you might have to break a bunch of old rules that are holding you back and that can be really scary and unnerving. And when you actually have the guts to live a life that's true to you, you will most definitely be walking the road less traveled. And that is an excessively exciting, invigorating, creative, 
and cool place to be, but it's scary, right? I was talking to someone the other night who was saying, she was saying, I don't know what to do next. I feel lost and I'm angry at myself and feeling really defeated. And I said to her what I said to you today, stay curious, stay open. Like at the top of the hour when I was talking to you about at the beginning of the show about remember who you were before the world got to you and you started to get shot down. Who were you, this two-year-old, beautiful, open, curious, exploratory person? I have a friend who recently came across a photograph of herself at age maybe seven or eight wearing a sundress and doing this flying leap through the air outside. Somebody captured that moment on film. And she was looking at it and going, I want to be her again. Find that photograph. Find the reminder of who you really are. So I said that to this friend the other night who said she felt lost and angry at herself for being lost, and she felt like she'd really derailed. And I said to her, I could tell that she is not lost. Because when your soul is pulling you into what's next, there will be no road under your feet. <laughs> you might not even have any companions on the path for a while. That's why they call it the, ro the road less traveled. But it's an exciting, exciting place to be. And so I want to invite you to celebrate that. Celebrate all the moments between now and then, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And here is a beautiful anthem to take you into the next moment of your life. This is Lauren Elena with The Road Less Traveled. What's a dirt road less traveled? It's owning the unexpected adventure of your life. Yeah, you're covered in mud, no map in hand, but you feel so alive, like your life has real meaning and you're absolutely on the right path. You've been listening to Dirt Road Less Traveled. If you like what you hear, share an episode with a friend or share many episodes with several of your friends and make sure that you hit subscribe. And if you want to find out how to connect what we talk about on the show to your own life, come check out what's happening at mayawild.com. The conversation over there is all about how to live like you're on a mission. And what's that mission? Doing life as the real you. Living on purpose, healing all the old, being able to envision the new, and of course, expressing the hell out of yourself. That's mayawild.com. I'm Maya Wild. This is Dirt Road Less Travels. Until next time, stay true to yourself out there. <laughs>